a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It's a supply chain shock. Driver shortages, pressure on transportation and warehousing. This hour, we look at the bottlenecks in West Coast ports and our own supply challenges here on the Wasatch Front. Supply Supply chain chain shock. shock. Brought to you by Volkswagen Southtown. Here's Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we've been talking about it. You see it all around you. Scary news stories, higher prices, inflation, store shelves being empty, not stocking as many items. The supply chain problem is actually very real. But what is causing all the issues with the supply chain? Over the next hour, we're going to look at every possible angle. We're going to look at all the issues from pandemics to government regulation and everything in between and how it's going to impact you. So let's begin with a bird's eye view. We're very pleased to be joined now by Representative Robert Spinlove, who always gives us the uh, inside source when it comes to all things financial. But today we're talking about and focusing on the supply chain. Obviously, a lot of uh, challenges there happening in our ports. And uh, Robert's going to help us break it down in terms of what does it mean for inflation? What does it mean for jobs and the economy? And most important, what does it mean to consumers? Uh, Representative, thanks for joining us today. It's great to be with you, Boyd. All right, so let's kind of start at the high level. Uh, as you look at it uh, from your unique perch, uh, what do you see as the maybe the things we aren't talking about but we should be talking about amidst all of this uh, brouhaha around the supply chain? Well, you know, it, really what this is is it's the latest phase in the COVID economy. Mm. If you think back a year, year and a half ago, we had this toilet paper shortage, you know, and everyone was rushing to the store to find try to find toilet paper. Now what we got is an everything shortage where we just can't, you know, we're, we're having these rolling shortages in different areas and disruptions. And it's having an impact on, uh, you know, on buying patterns, retail sales and inflation. So it's just all kind of coming together in different ways. Yeah. So let's jump on the inflation portion of the program first. Uh, as we we look at this backup uh, in the harbors there and trying to figure out how do you get things off of ships and onto trucks and from trucks to rail and across the country. Uh, from a from an inflation standpoint, what kind of pressure is this putting on uh, on that? Yeah, it's it's uh, creating a lot of pressure, especially in the short term. So our, our latest, so there's kind of two different ways that we look at inflation. One is on the consumer level, and one one is on the producer level. So if we look at the consumer price index, uh, it's going up about five point four percent on an annual basis, which is a pretty high level. It's the highest we've seen in twenty years. But then if you look at the producer level. It's 8.6 percent 
wow. on a year-over basis. And so that so you can just see the kind of strain on producers. Uh, and you know w- when their prices go up by so much, they only have one of two choices: they either eat the cost and you know t- uh, and uh, take it out of their profit margins, or they have to pass it along to consumers. And there's only so much they can t- take out of their profit margins. And so that's kind of a future indicator that we're going to continue to see high inflationary pressure. Wow! So eight point six percent. Uh, pressure on the producers. Yeah. That is a that is a big number, and I'm I'm just going to assume that the consumer <laughs> pricing is going to be the lagging indicator there. Uh, that a lot of these companies will try to figure out to how they, how you sharpen that pencil as sharp as you can, but ultimately they are going to have to pass a lot of those on, or they'll they'll be out of business. That's exactly right, and I'll give you one of the reasons for that. This is just crazy. So the cost of bringing a shipping ca- container from China to Los Angeles. Before the uh, the pandemic, cost about fifteen hundred dollars. Today, it costs fifteen thousand dollars. Whoa! So it's gone up ten times just to bring over that shipping container. And so, you know, someone has to cover that cost, and it's just putting pressure points all over the place. Wow! So, just so I've got that straight, so our listeners who are driving, who may have driven into the ditch, <laughs> listening to that. So a shipping container from China to L.A. pre-pandemic was about $1,500, $1,500. Now that same shipping container going from China to Los Angeles is $15,000? That is correct. And I've, I've heard quotes as high as twenty to 25000 But I'm using the 15000 because it's the lower, safer number. <laughs> yeah. Wow, and that's uh, and that's astounding as well. And uh, and obviously that's going to impact producers and consumers uh, as that goes along as well. Uh, from a real practical, tactical standpoint, we're uh, we're not too far off from uh, the holiday season and all that goes on there. Uh, how do you see this playing out when it comes to our our retail businesses, like here in the state of Utah? The problem we're running into is. You know, and it kind of relates to the the shipping container issue. You know, we've got these uh, these disruptions going on in uh, it's especially in Asia, in China, Taiwan, other parts parts of East Asia. But we've got this really high demand uh, in America. Consumers want to buy things, especially you know they've got all this money in their pocket from the federal stimulus, and we can't really spend it on so we're uh, you know like we could in the past. So we're buying a lot of goods. So there's very high demand for goods. But then you, you've got these problems in China. You've got disruptions in the in uh, in factories. You've got rolling blackouts. Taiwan is having problems, and you know that's where we get most of our semiconductors. And then once it comes to America, we've got problems getting it out of the ports because of labor shortages. So you know it's all kind of feeds on itself, and the result is we're starting to see these shortages in stores. And similar to what we saw last year with the toilet paper shortage, uh, it kind of feeds on consumer sentiment. So when someone goes to the store and can't find what they want, they get nervous and they start hunting around and then they do panic buying. And they start pulling everything off the the shelves and it just gets worse and worse. And so, uh, you know, it's not going to last forever but it is, you know, the, the the current struggle that we're dealing with. Yeah, I, I remember back in July when uh, our friend Jeff Kaplan did a minute of news saying, you know, now is the time, Christmas in July, you need to ask your children what they want for Christmas now because uh, it may not be there because of the supply chain. And I, I remember chuckling at that, that, wow, Jeff Jeff was actually right. We should have shopped in uh, in July this year. <laughs> 
exactly. And that, you know, and the problem is that also becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. So when we say you better get your Christmas stuff now, everyone does, and then it's gone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll have a separate uh, segment for uh, understanding the real meaning of Christmas and the holidays. <laughs> this may be the best thing for that ever. Uh, we could we could cure that uh, commercialism, but we'll we'll save that for a different analysis day for you. Uh, but but let's look to the long term on this. Uh, you mentioned that this isn't going to be this way forever. That eventually things will catch up. Uh, so what do you see in in kind of that midterm? range. Uh, short term, we know it's going to be painful and challenging. What about the the midterm and rolling into 2022? Uh, what kind of impact are we going to see there? So that's been the big debate. We've been having this debate for the last six months as we've started to see signs of this. You know, we started to see the early signs of inflation in the spring. And, uh, you know, some were saying this is just going to be temporary. Others were saying it's going to be permanent. Um, I, I don't think it's permanent, but I think it's going to be sticky. Mm. Um, even uh, Secretary uh, uh, Buttigieg uh, said recently that he expects us to go into 2022. So it's it's going to stick around with us for a little while. It's going to take time to work through these uh, disruptions. Uh, but I think, you know, hopefully by this time next year or in the next nine months, we'll start to work through this. But there, boy, there's some some structural problems that, you know, we've got to face. I mean, uh Essentially, a big part of this is we've re- relied on just-in-time shipping and production, mm. uh, you know, for the past several generations. Yeah. And now, you know, just-in-time has turned into not-in-time. <laughs> and, you know, and so uh, we've got to kind of rethink how we produce and how we deliver. We need to bring more production back into America. We've got to address some of these shipping breakdowns, and that's going to take some time. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have you back to have a deeper dive on the just-in-time no longer being in time, uh, because I think we are, that is going to be a sticky one, and I think it's going to have impact for uh, a lot of us. And uh, Robert Spenlove, always appreciate your great analysis breaking this down, and we are going to see it from producers to consumers. Uh, We're all going to feel it uh, in the next little bit. Uh, Great insight, great perspective as always. Thanks for joining us. I'm happy to help, Boyd. So much to unpack there, and we're going to keep unpacking it as we look at the supply chain. How are Utah businesses trying to get around the supply chain problems? Art Raymond from the Deseret News talked to some Utah businesses. He'll be here next as we continue our special hour coverage, Supply Chain Shock, on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.